Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all sorts of pre-owned inventory. And a great service department, excellent sales staff. That's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Always the Sunbury Motors guarantee anytime you visit. And every Friday show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, water, wine coolers, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And that pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And that's all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. It's another football Friday. Get stocked up for the weekend. Get ready for your tailgate tomorrow if you're heading out to Beaver Stadium for Senior Day for Penn State and Rutgers. Big slate of NFL games on Sunday. You got the Eagles and the Saints in a big one. You got the Cowboys and the Chiefs on for the 4 o'clock game. And you got the Steelers on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers. With or without Ben, it doesn't matter. Other big games on <laughs> on Saturday too. Well, let's let's get it going. It's just it's a football Friday, Steve Jones. It is a football Friday, and I'm excited we'll for this our, weekend's games. Do uh, our picks a little bit later, and away we go um, with another big uh, football weekend coming up. Uh, football weekends are fun. Say this, there are a lot of students, though. I mean, this is also getaway day because fall break begins here in one hour and 48 minutes. <laughs> That's when fall break begins. Right. I think so you're going to see of... that across the board here. Well, Jerry Dulac was in town yesterday. That's right. They, they went back yesterday. So that's where we are. That's why I brought it up with James on the show last night about, uh, uh, you know, the students and maybe they could stay around and delay it for 24 hours before they take off. Uh, Some will do that. There's no doubt some will do that. Um, And go from there. Wrestling won last night, beat Army 32-7. It's the first time they've been back in rec hall with fans. And it was, you know, from everything that we 
uh, here. Um, um, and I think that uh, just having the fact is the added juice. Um, that the fans bring, and you know, it had to be great for the wrestlers last night to be a part of that. Men's basketball won last night by 15. Um, it beat St. Francis, which you know, I'll give St. Francis credit. I thought that they, um, did a great job. Uh, I thought St. Francis played hard last night. I really do. Uh, Micah Shrewsbury used two timeouts last night. Um, um, Micah Shrewsbury called two timeouts last night. One two minutes into the game and one about mm, a little bit more than four minutes into the second half. So um, the uh, in the post game. Dick and I had talked about in the broadcast that, hey, look, we think he did it because he he had a few pointed things to say about defense. And so, I, you know, it turns out I had the first question last night in the postgame show with him. And I said, uh, your broadcast team felt that when you called the two timeouts, it was our assumption that the two timeouts dealt specifically with defense uh, how accurate was your broadcast team in this that assessment? He just started laughing. He says, "You guys are pretty good." <laughs> like he's catching yeah. on already. No, no, well, part of it is we're catching on uh, because. You know, but I, he's talked to me about this since day one. Since day one, uh, he's told me that if you play defense. You can get you can you can pretty much go with any shot you want on offense, as long as you can play defense, as long as you hustle your brains out defensively. You can pretty much you know you're not going to get yanked for a shot you take. You're going to get yanked for being out of position defensively or not making an effort defensively. And um, and that's why that we knew when he called those timeouts, that's what it had to be about. Just because in the short period of time we've known him, that's been the primary topic that is always at the front. Always at the front. So that is... Uh, Last night, so they got Cornell on uh, Monday night at six thirty. Cornell will is three and zero. They got Wells College tonight. They'll be Wells, um, probably by twenty. And Wells, by the way, is a subsidiary. I guess they're affiliated in some ways with Cornell, believe it or not. So there you are. That is the story. On uh, the basketball front, look. The bottom line is they have to they have to play a different way. This is a team that had a lot of speed the last four years out there. The Big Ten, for whatever you may think of it, is still a relatively slow league in terms of foot speed. 
sorry, but it's just a fact. I mean, it's just a fact uh, that they are, that the Big Ten is, that's where Michigan State and Penn State, we've felt for years, have always stood out. They've been the, the two teams that, like, move. They run. Uh, well, now Penn State, which have been about, oh, no, eight, eight and a half steals a game. So far through three games, they got two and a half steals because all the speed left the program. You know, Jamari Wheeler, Isaiah Brockington, Myron Jones. I mean, that's the tough part. The speed left the program. Shot blocker, they haven't had one since Mike Watkins left. So Penn State this year, Matt, how many block shots do you think Penn State has in three games? I'm going to say 10. Too high. How about none? Too low. Five. Too high. Two. Too high. One. Yep, Jalen Pickett. (laughs) That's it. Jalen Pickett. You got a block in the opener. They haven't had a block since. Which means that you have to play sound defense all the way through a possession. And you have to do it in such a way where you have to protect John Hare in the back because you can't have John getting fouls. Now, when Greg Lee is ready to play, and each passing day he's getting closer to it, and Giovanni Scott, when they feel it's okay to play him, that will change a few things. But Penn State has to go out now when they play basketball with that absolute, quote, junkyard dog mentality. That's how they have to play it. They can't take anything for granted. They can't take a playoff defensively in any way, shape, or form. Can't do it. And that's how they have to play it. Because they don't have the speed at the front to get a steal and a run out and a relatively easy basket. They don't have a shot blocker as the last line of defense. So you have to play it differently. Now, along the way, Michael will get more of that into the program. But right now... As his starting point, he doesn't have that in the program. So you got to work around it. you got to work around it. And we see that all the time on an everyday basis. Look at the Chief and how he works around Friday nights. you just got to work around things. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to bring that up. You, sir, are my hero! By the way, Doug and Kevin tomorrow. Is that a noon game tomorrow? Uh, one tomorrow. Season finale with one, Holy Cross. One o'clock. Yep. One o'clock. Lacrosse is a pretty good team, too. Um, yeah, I'll be – I don't know where things stand with them because they just won the Patriot League last week at Fordham. So I don't know if they have to. Play, I don't know if they have seating to play for. I'm not really sure of that stands. So maybe they might sit a couple starters or two tomorrow. I'll have to find out. Okay. So that'll be tomorrow. Boy, if, if Bucknell could win that, that would make the offseason so much sweeter. So much sweeter. By the way, you want to make your weekend a lot more sweeter? Brewer's Outlet. Yeah. You got Thanksgiving coming up next week. You got a tailgate tomorrow. You got Thanksgiving coming up next week. Maybe you're tailgating at Bucknell. Maybe you're tailgating at Penn State. And you got Thanksgiving next week. You need to stock up now. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. 
And the Pickle Bar, led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed second to none. All the Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. And again, we're in the Sunbury Motor Studio. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Penn State Rutgers tomorrow, Beaver Stadium at 10.30 for an airtime. Noon will be the kickoff. And it's as James pointed out on Wednesday, if you guys have been under the weather, it is not COVID-related. Okay, it is not COVID-related. Uh, is, uh, but... There have been some guys that uh, have, uh, as James mentioned on Wednesday night, they've had to work around some guys that have uh, been forced to miss some time this week uh, because there's been some sickness running around. It's happened on campus, too. But uh, So we'll see uh, how it plays out tomorrow uh, in terms of uh, personnel. Yeah, hopefully everybody will be there. And uh, this will be uh, Rutgers tomorrow. Rutgers comes in at five and five, and um, it'll be noon tomorrow. Also, Michigan State, Ohio State tomorrow, also at noon. And Michigan State is interesting. Uh, they've had one legit power game on their schedule. Yeah, I know they, they beat Miami, but Miami is, uh, to be a, let's be honest, is kind of a shell of itself. And they won the game, then of course they lost to Purdue. But uh, they've got Ohio State tomorrow. Interesting game. Ohio State, it was, I was on the uh, one of the Michigan I don't know, you do so many of these during the course of the week. Uh, I think it was a podcast, something. And they asked me about, the last question they asked me, typical Michigan, they asked about Ohio State. I said, what do I think of Ohio State? I said, okay. I said, first of all, the quarterback is very good, Stroud. Very good. Uh, I said, is he great? No, not yet. Maybe down the road he'll be. I said, but he's not great yet, but he's very good. I said, he doesn't run. He always is keeping his head up looking to make a pass play, but he is not a runner. I said Henderson is a big-time major league running back, no getting around it. Wilson is a big-time major league receiver, 
Olave is, I said, and Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigma, I said, is really good. And the tight end, Rucker, is the guy that get lost, gets lost in the wash. And because of that, he makes plays because he's going to get single coverage the entire time. I said, the offensive line for Ohio State, I said, is, I said they're very good. They are not great. I said, defensively, they've had one great defensive line after another at Ohio State. I said, same story. Their offensive line is very good. Excuse me, their defensive line is very good, not great. I said, their linebackers are no better than good. I said, and their secondary is good to very good, not great. And this guy's like, really? Really? I said, no, nah, this is the way it is. But if, you know, but now I've seen Michigan, you got to play Michigan next week. I feel the same way about Michigan. Their offensive line, like, I, I know they're road graders, and it, Haskins is a terrific power back. And, you know, I've talked about Haskins a lot. You know, Quorum's the speed, but Haskins has always been the guy. I said, McNamara is a good quarterback, not great. Their wide receivers are good, not great. Their tight ends are good, not great. Their offensive line is very good, but not great. Their defensive front, their two ends are outstanding. The two tackles are okay. Their linebackers, Ross is fabulous. Everybody else is okay. And their secondary, I think Gray is terrific. I think Hill is terrific. The other guys are just another guy. So I'm interested to see what Michigan State does with them. Because it's the Michigan State story is fascinating, and that they're um, they've got a coach that now has won this year, but he's won with transfers, which is a part of the formula today. He's won because the older guys that the predecessor recruited have panned out well, but we have no idea what what it's like for him to recruit a football team. Yeah, one year at Colorado. He's in his second year at Michigan State. That's a big commitment. It's a big commitment. So that game's at noon tomorrow opposite Penn State Retkes. And we are going to pick that game with the King. Ah, yes, the King. I think he made a smart decision not going to UMass Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Would have loved to have seen him, though, but tough night. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. You're tailgating at Bucknell, you're tailgating at Penn State, you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. You need to go to Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and somebody at the Beverage Supermarket. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you on the show today. It's Brewers Outlet Day. Thanksgiving's coming up. The holidays are coming up. So let me throw in something besides your tailgate, Bucknell, Penn State, or Thanksgiving. You don't want to show up empty-handed into the corner office. Uh, 
the I just thought I'd throw that in there. I mean, sometimes when it comes to like you know etiquette, not a strong suit. Okay. S-U-I-T, that spells suda. Some people got to write out everything for them. Okay. Like shake their hand, nod, eye contact. No. Uh, so you've got Imports Domestics Microbrews. You have the best selection of beer anywhere. And they have water, wine coolers, soft drinks, lots and lots of snacks. Roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is indeed second to none, led by the barrels and the dills. But it's also time to start thinking about gift cards to let somebody know how much you care. Uh, you know, and, and they just make, you know, for coworkers or somebody else, okay, along the way, a Brewer's Outlet gift card would be a great idea. Great idea. And it lets you know exactly how much somebody cares. Like last year, like, Matt got one for $100, right? Sue got one for a buck. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it's your level of caring. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells FOUDA! This is the tip-off. <laughs> you can't accuse us of not having fun here. All right. That's true. <laughs> Poor Cam was fun yesterday. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So, it was a lot of fun yesterday. All right. Um, so it's amazing when a name gets attached to a story, you get negative connotations right away. So let's get uh, the uh, Antonio Brown story about the possibility of a fake vaccination card. And, again, the the... Tampa Bay Bucks have said, hey, look, we've gone through this. We think what he gave us was legit. Somebody's putting out a story that it's a fake. Now, it's finally starting in the afternoon to finally die down a bit where people aren't talking about it as much, but it's like it's amazing when you have a name and the first thing you think about somebody now is negative. You've done a lot wrong in your career to make that happen. Then there's this story. Today is the day of the launch of the Cleveland Guardians. They're transitioning officially from being the Indians after 106 years. So today, they officially launched the Cleveland Guardians store at Progressive Field in Cleveland. And they had a line. Fans were lining up early in the morning to buy new caps, Sweatshirts, T-shirts, and other gear bearing the Guardians logo. With the holidays coming up, people are probably, you know, hey, let's just do this, right? Except this happened. A sign installed outside the team store at Progressive Field this morning broke free from its mount and crashed onto the sidewalk. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt. One onlooker yelled, well, that's an ominous sign. A worker was on a ladder checking bolts when the sign snapped small section of the ballpark's stony exterior and fell 15 feet and smashed into pieces. Again, nobody hurt. Now, they had a long line, by the way, of people for gear. 
Uh, Karen Fox, who's the team's director of emergency, said, hey, look, this really exceeds all expectations. They had people showing up at 6.30 in the morning. We had 100 people in by 9.14. You can see the store, uh, how it looks like. It looks like it's a game day. Team also changed its social media handles to complete the changeover process that began in June 2020 when Paul Dolan, the owner of the team, announced that they would be dropping Indians in the wake of a social reckoning on names and symbols. The Guardians ran into a legal issue along the way as the roller derby team is also called the Guardians and filed a lawsuit alleging trademark infringement. The sides, though, did reach an amicable resolution earlier this week to allow both to use the name. But it's not a good sign when you finally open up the store and everybody's all excited and the sign comes crashing down to the sidewalk. That's true. It's an ominous sign. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Dallas Goddard, four-year contract extension through 2025 with the Eagles. Deals worth $59 million, $35.7 million of it guaranteed. 26 years old. Uh, they had opened talks on an extension this summer. They dealt Zach. They just got rid of Zach Ertz. Ertz was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Goddard, second-round pick 2018, has 29 catches for 429 yards. Since he's been in the league, he has scored 14 touchdowns. He has 1,894 yards. Unfortunately, uh, he is a limited participant this week. He did get a concussion in Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos. Well, it looks like he's a he's a go for Sunday because the Eagles just updated their injury report, and he was listed as a full participant today. I would hope so. He's making a lot of money. So it looks like he's gonna. He, he's not even. He doesn't even have a game status. So it looks like he's fully re- good to go. Oh, I think they'll win now, don't you? <laughs> hey, it certainly helps. I I do think the Eagles have a very good chance to win this weekend. I do. I know you have the issue with the their good run game the last three weeks versus the Saints' run D, but still haven't won a game yet at home. I think that plays a little bit into it. So I, I don't know. I, I like. I think they got a good chance to win this weekend. Well, James, uh, no Jameis Winston. I think that enhances their chances. That's that? it. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Keaton Slovis was the guy at USC who replaced the guy, JT Daniels. Well, Daniels is now at Georgia where he's a backup. Slovis has been replaced by Jackson Dart. They're going to play UCLA this weekend. They shouldn't be playing UCLA this weekend. They should be playing UCLA next weekend. What are we doing in college football? Let's make some sense here. USC, UCLA should be playing Thanksgiving weekend. They should not be playing the weekend before. Come on. Jeez. Yeah, what happened to rivalry week for the final week of the regular season? Oh, I mean, well, first of all, whenever USC plays Notre Dame, that's always the last game. Now, when they play at Notre Dame, that game's in October. 
But you got to be, I mean, come on. USC-UCLA should be the final game of the regular season. We're getting a little too far off off kilter here with some of the things that happen. Some of these things are, the Pac-12's done weird things. Stanford and Cal played, what, last week, two weeks ago? Stanford and Cal should be playing the last weekend of the season. And they got to get some stuff straightened out. They're they're kind of taking some stuff that look Washington Washington State should always play for the Apple Cup at the end Arizona Arizona State at the end okay Utah should play Colorado at the end of the two newbies okay uh, Oregon should play Oregon State uh, Cal should play Stanford USC should play UCLA same thing Oklahoma Oklahoma State should play the last game okay um, you know every year that should be like that. This is the Pac-12 we're talking about here. It doesn't make sense. In the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, for example, Maryland and Rutgers should play the last game. Penn State should play Michigan State. I'm not saying it's an awesome and incredible rivalry or anything like that, but at least it's been a part of the fabric for you know. Uh, it's more often than not, Penn State has closed the regular season with Michigan State since joining the Big Ten. How about that? I mean, there's nowhere else to go. You know, but they've been doing this rotation of, well, a couple of years it's Maryland, a couple of years it's Rutgers. Somebody needs to get themselves together in that office. They really do. Penn State, you know, I know Iowa won the game this year, but Penn State should not be playing Iowa every year. You've got to make this a total conference experience. You do. I know that you have guys that aren't aren't staying places, you know, four and five years. But for goodness sakes, you've got to get into a rotation, right? Where you sit there, you got to play everybody in your division, right? Well, then guess what? Then just pick randomly, pick three: Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. You play them home and away in a two-year span. So you play them in back-to-back years: one home, one away, right? Then you take I don't know, pick Northwestern. Illinois, Nebraska, right? Same thing. Play them home and away in a two-year span, whatever the the rotation happens to be in a particular year. And then the team you haven't played yet is Purdue, which then leads the next rotation. Okay, Purdue, and then it's back to Minnesota and Wisconsin, whatever. But that way, if you're playing in a four- or five-year Big Ten career, you will have played everybody. That's a conference that's that's a con- you're going to play nine conference games you've got that option to do it that way and they won't do it oh no no Penn State Iowa plays every year Nebraska plays um, uh, Ohio State every year who comes up with this stuff I mean seriously I mean, who comes up with this stuff same thing with the SEC I mean the SEC, you get a crossover game, so Alabama plays Tennessee every year, and they play one other team in the Eastern Division. That's it. That's all they play. Hmm. Alabama plays South Carolina? Eh, I don't know, maybe. Someday. It was a big deal Alabama played Florida this year. Wow, they haven't played in forever. I mean, you know, it's outside the SEC title game. That's my point. I'm talking about a regular season matchup. I mean, you look for years. Bear Bryant wouldn't play Georgia. Wouldn't play him. 
You're in the same conference. Bears, I don't, we're not playing them. So Alabama rarely played Georgia. They're the same conference. They, wouldn't, they didn't play. What are we going on? Where are we going here? You got a college football playoff committee where they said, well, you know, game aside. Game aside? Well, the numbers, the analytics. No, 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 no. There are two very important numbers. One's 37, one's 33. That's the score of the game. They played. They won. Took their shot, didn't get it done. Next. Don't care about what the stats say. Here's what the stats say. Ain't that your playoff committee? I mean, maybe you can get away with that if there are 12. But you can't get away with that when it's four. They're going FPIs, strength of schedule, strength of record, blah, blah, blah. When you play somebody, you play. It's crazy. Okay, so Oregon is right now eighth in strength of record. Okay. Alabama, let's see, is Alabama, Oregon State, Cincinnati is given a 36% chance of getting in. Strength of record, right? Looking at team quality of the resume, it gets worse for Oregon. They're ranked 18th in the FBI. In 2015, Iowa was placed by the committee in the top four a couple of times while being ranked in the FBI in the mid-20s, but that Iowa team was also undefeated at the time. Should Oregon maintain its FBI rank, which is 18, and still get into the playoff, it'll be the worst ever to get there to go with Michigan State, which was 14th in 2015. Who cares? I mean, when you're starting to do this stuff, you got a big problem. You got a big problem. You want to know why Oregon's ranked where they are? They went to Columbus and beat Ohio State. Anybody else do that this year? Games aside, that's how a sentence was started by the head of the committee. Games aside. Games aside. Games are what it's all about. I realize in college football you get a shot. And you better have it on that particular day or else you're going to lose your shot. But we got to be careful about where we're going with this thing. This, this is a big You watch what this committee's doing so far this year. This is a huge reason why they need to go to 12. They're making a stronger argument every Tuesday night why 12 is needed. Plus, it'll be an extra round of playoffs. And, uh, you know, I mean, the suits apply for a few Westwood One jobs. I got it. Okay. Back with more in a moment. Yeah, just, you know, just throw it in there. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. F O U L E D. That spells Falda. No offenses at other sources, too, on other things. All right. <laughs> that I can tell you aren't quite right, but that's okay. I'll, I'll run with that. I, we already knew that 2022 was off the board. We already knew that. Okay, so we already knew that 2022 was off the board. 
We already knew that 2023 was the earliest, so there really is no breaking news there. No offense. I mean, we've talked about this on the show over and over again. What did he say that we haven't already talked about? And I say that with all due respect to a fine, fine reporter and talk show host. But what's in there that's that's new? Yeah, I think he does need to cool it a little bit. No, no, I mean, no, he's talking to his audience. That's no, no, that's that's fine. He's talking to his audience. I'm saying, but what's in there that that we haven't talked about? Exactly right. Because there aren't as many shows like what we do locally here. Hey, there are fewer of these shows that are locally as opposed to syndicated like him. But but I think that's that's kind of my point is that I don't think I mean, listen, I have I've I have a lot of respect for Dan Patrick as I know you do too, Steve, but sometimes Absolutely. I don't think he has a clue of what is really going on in college football. I I a hundred percent mean that. I don't think he has a clue sometimes about college football. Other than these sources that he has. He, now he hit it. He hit it pretty well on the Big Ten coming back last year. But we talked about the Big Ten coming back last year about the same time he did. Exactly. That's the one thing he has in his reporting throughout all this with college football. That's all I'm saying. But the 2020, we already knew that 2022 was going to stay the same. Everybody knew that. We all have said that. That the earliest they could do this would be 2023. That's fine by me. That's fine. You know, to me, sooner rather than later. I don't want to wait till after to, to 2025. The sport is too popular, too much in demand, and lucrative, uh, and and far better balanced this year than at any point. We've seen more parity this year in college football than we've seen in a long time. In a long time. Which is great for the sport. And it's interesting, everybody talks about how dominant George has been, and Cincinnati, of course, is the team at the moment that's on the outside looking in. So... With Cincinnati, I know it's last year, and you know I'm not usually a big carryover from year to year, but Cincinnati played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and doggone, that almost beat them. In Atlanta. On the road. And I always love, the SEC has got to get over itself. Every time the SEC team either loses a bowl game or is in a tough game in the bowl game, they always say, well, it wasn't a big one. We weren't motivated. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.